ever spend time reflecting on where you are in your life and your career? Or if you have a balanced life or not? I hear women physicians say this often, I wish I had more of a work-life balance. But what does that mean to you? Really, have you ever thought of what balance means or what it actually looks like for you specifically? Because it could be different for different people. And what your idea of balance is might not be my idea of balance or my idea of balance, how much I want to work, how much time I want to spend with my family, how much time I want to spend in other activities may not be anyone else's idea of balance. So each of us are individual in what we consider our balance. But have you ever, as a woman physician, spent time thinking about it or reflecting about it and wondering what it looks like for you? My guess is most likely not. Most likely you just wish that you had either more time to spend on the family or less time at work or that you had more time to be able to do some things that you loved, but you never actually sat down and took some time to understand what it meant. So today I'd like to take you through a little exercise on figuring this out for yourself. This is something I do with all my coaching clients within the first few sessions. This is the Leadership Prescription Podcast for Women Physicians, and I am your host, Dr. Asha Padmanabhan. I'm a full-time clinical anesthesiologist, a medical director, and a master certified physician coach. I coach early and mid-career women physicians in leadership development and to step up and into administrative and leadership roles by teaching them key components of effective leadership like self-awareness, self-management, effective communication skills, and conflict resolution. What makes me unique and different is that I really focus on doing this without sacrificing your home or family life. So today, I'm going to take you through one of the exercises, as I said, that I do with my clients. You can do this on your own with me today. Normally, for my clients, I send them a printed sheet, but for you, I'm going to have you pull up a sheet of paper, grab a pen, and get started. If you need to pause this podcast now, do that so you can get to it. Or if you're driving while you're listening to it, bookmark this when you're done and come back and just listen to this part and then do the exercise. So now that you've got your piece of paper, draw a circle on it, a large circle which takes up that paper. Then cut that circle up into eight segments like a wheel. So, you know, quarter it and then into eight segments. Now, as we go through this exercise, you can actually change that eight segments. You can make it six, you can make it 10 based on how many aspects of your life you want to look at today. So what do you want to do with this sheet of paper now? So with those eight segments, name them from one end to the other, from one segment to the other. You can do this in any order. So for example, for my clients, here is what I put. Family, friends and social life, career, money, health, fun, recreation or leisure, personal growth or learning or self-development all in one category, and then physical environment or home. You can add more categories. You can subdivide these categories. You can substitute one category with the other. The, the key is to th find what's relevant for you and then take that and use this. 
So the idea is to get a snapshot of your life now. So now taking the center of the wheel as zero and the outer edge as 10, rank your level of satisfaction with each area by drawing a line between the spokes of the wheel for each segment. One being very dissatisfied, 10 being very satisfied. Now look at your circle. What does the perimeter of your new circle look like? Is it smooth or is it bumpy? Did any of these markings surprise you? Did you find that you were more satisfied in an area than you thought? Or did you find yourself less satisfied in an area? How do you feel when you look at this wheel? Does this represent what a balanced life will look like for you? Now, when I do this for myself, I do this regularly every six months or so. There are ups and downs on that new circle. Some areas I'm a three, some areas I'm a seven, some areas I'm a nine. And you will see that as well. So now I want you to work through this wheel. And I'm going to give you one example, one set of what you can do, the questions to ask yourself. And if I were you, I would actually make this a journaling activity and write down what the answers to your questions are here. So look at that wheel and look at what area of your life or what area of your wheel you want to change the most. And then I'm going to give you the questions first. You can write it down and then I'll come back and take you through an example of one segment. So again, which area of the wheel would you want to change the most? In that area, what would a 10 look like for you? What would you need to do to make that happen? Is that something you can do on your own? Or if you needed help, who would you get that help from? So let me give you an example. When I first did this, I rated my health a six. I'm fairly healthy, not on any medications. But for me, 10 in this area would mean that I was exercising regularly and I was eating healthy and I'd lost my postmenopausal belly fat. Now, I know that last part might not be strictly possible with just diet and exercise, but even if I got to reducing it by a small amount, I would count that as a victory. So how do I get from a six to at least a nine on my health wheel segment? So like I said, Exercising regularly is one thing, but now I'm going to delve a little deeply into it. What does exercising regularly mean to me? For some of you, it may mean an hour working out every day. For me, it meant some sort of exercise five times a week. Now, what would I need to make that happen? I know I do better with structured classes rather than trying to do it on my own with YouTube videos or apps. So what would that look like? Maybe I sign up for classes online or in person. Maybe I join a gym. I also know that I get bored very easily. So I would build some variety into it with alternating yoga, Zumba, cardio, or whatever else. You see what I'm doing? I'm delving deep into each part of this wheel on what it would take for me to get from a six to a nine, starting with my health, exercise being one factor. So now I realize that for me, eventually when to get to a nine, I would need to be working out regularly about five times a week and I would do better with a, a group class in a gym or an in-person group class 
and I would do better with variety like yoga, Zumba, cardio or whatever else, a mix of all of those things. Next question I ask myself, what obstacles do I see in my path? So the first one would be I work full time. Where am I going to get the time to work out five times a week? I can look at my calendar and where would I find the time? I leave for work early. So after work would probably be what is best for me or the weekend that I'm not working. So I can slot some time in for exercise. What else is holding me back from doing this? Well, one thing is to go from zero to working out five times a week is scary. And that creates a block in my brain. I cannot think of how to do that. And that would actually jeopardize my progress. So how about I start with two days a week or even one day a week? And then I can build it up over the next three to six months to five times. Maybe the first week I only do once. The second week I do two. And maybe for a couple of weeks, I stay at two a week. Then the third or fourth or fifth week, I go to three times a week. Or even I stay at the two times a week for three months and then gradually build up. So these are variations that I can try. But going from zero to five is something that could stop me right there. So I'm now going to look at starting once a week. That's much more doable, much less intimidating. What next? So I have to take that first step. And what is that first step? Booking a class, putting it on my calendar. And this is where I coach my clients through taking that first step. A lot of times we have a lot of intentions and we want to start and we say, okay, I will start on the first or I will start on January 1st or I will start next week or I will start tomorrow. Does that sound familiar to you? We all do that. We have all these resolutions and then we don't take action immediately and then we lose the energy. If I say I'm going to do it tomorrow, tomorrow something else will come up and I'll say I'm going to do it this weekend. And then you know how that goes. That's how a lot of New Year resolutions get stopped by the end of January. So here is where I coach my clients. Put it on the calendar right now. Do this yourself if you're doing this. Put whatever it is on your calendar right now. Make an appointment with yourself. Whether you're going to do it by your own, put that time in your calendar for just the first session. And then before you finish that first session, or as soon as you finish that first session, make that appointment for the next session. So book that session now while you're in this session. And then I check in with my clients to see if they could keep that commitment. Some can, some cannot. So if not, what held them back? What obstacles did they face? Maybe something came up at work or maybe something happened with the family. So what could they do the next time to anticipate this? Or if they couldn't anticipate it, just move that session to the next slot on their calendar and actually make that commitment. I hold them accountable and I coach them through all the obstacles that come up every time something stops their forward progress. And then we go through all the categories with my coaching clients. I go through all these categories on the wheel and we come up with a plan of what a balanced life would look like for them. And then I hold their hand as we work together towards that goal. Sometimes it's not as easy as figuring out how many times a week to work out. Sometimes it takes more time for those answers to come. What does balance in family and friends mean? What does that mean to you? To me, it might mean making more time for my friends twice a month. 
to you, it may mean something completely differently. What does being balanced in finances mean to you? To me, it might mean I learn budgeting or I learn even what my finances are or what my monthly bills are. You know, for someone starting off from zero of not knowing like me what my monthly bills are because my husband takes care of the finances, that would be a start. That would take me from zero to, or where I am right now, one to maybe a three or four if I even just figure out how to do, who do my bills or how to balance a checkbook. So we work our way through this one step at a time. So today you take time for yourself and do this for yourself. Take out that cheat sheet of paper and draw that circle, put those categories in. Again, like I said, you can change out the categories, you can put whatever you want. And I would love for you to email me with what you're working on, or you can also post this on our private Facebook group, The Leadership Prescription for Women Physicians. If you're not yet a member of that group, come join us. I will put the link in the show notes. Now, if you'd like to know more about coaching and how you can benefit from it, Check out my podcast episode number 23. I will link to it in the show notes. And if you'd like to hear more like this, be able to coach yourself or learn how coaching can benefit you, please subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, share it with other women physicians, and let me know how this helps you.